Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome to today's program. Can you believe it? It's Thanksgiving and Christmas already. I tell you what, it's amazing. I mean, things just seem to have happened so fast. It's the season to be jolly. It's a great time of the year. But it's also the season to be wary of burglars, thieves, pickpockets, and other holiday grinches. I'm sure everyone would agree with this. Nothing can ruin your Christmas spirit faster than having becoming a, that, a victim of a crime and having someone take advantage of you. Unfortunately, burglars have the view of the holiday season a little differently than we do. For them, it's a time of opportunity, a time to burglarize your home for cash, credit cards, and gifts. My guest is Officer David Coleman of the Shelby County Sheriff's Department. You might recognize him as McGruff, the crime dog, and Latrice McClendon from Shoemaker Financial to offer a few strategies that will help you enjoy Enjoy the holiday without an incident, without becoming a victim. Also in the second half of today's program, my guest is Gail Faust, a registered nurse specializing in psychiatric nursing. She's here to talk about the holiday blues, depression during the holiday season. Doesn't matter if you're a victim of a crime or you're depressed during the holiday season, both are bad. Also joining me is Scott Jordan of Shoemaker Financial. Just how do we handle spending during the Christmas season? For some, we spend recklessly. How do you avoid the big bills in January? Scott has some helpful hints. It's a busy morning, and you do not want to miss a minute. From our Did You Know files, grandparents and parents, listen up. Talk about spending for Christmas. Maybe this is the best gift you could give a child. The College Board recently published that a child born in 2019 that begins kindergarten in the fall of 2024 would attend college between the years 2037 and 2041. That seems like a long way, but it's not. It's right around the corner. If that child attended an average public in-state four-year college, and if the annual price increases for public colleges that have occurred in the past 30 years continues into the future. The aggregate four-year cost of the child's college education, including tuition fees, room, and board, would be, drink an extra cup of coffee when you hear this, almost $60,000 a year. That's a good gift. That's a pretty good gift. If you have questions for Talk Money, send them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. To find today's program on podcast and past programs, go to iTunes and search for Shoemaker Financial. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Coming up, Latrice McClendon with Officer David Coleman, McGruff, the crime dog. Also, Gail Faust talking about holiday blues with Scott Jordan. Tips on spending for the holidays. As I said earlier, it is a packed morning. You do not want to miss a minute. You're listening to The Voice, KWAL 990, FM 107.9. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and this is Talk Money. Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search 
Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Neither Shoemaker Financial nor Securian Financial Services are affiliated with Officer David Coleman, the Shelby County Sheriff's Department, or Gail Faust. The views and opinions are expressed are those of Officer David Coleman and Gail Faust only, and have not been presented on behalf of or endorsed by Securian Financial Services, Inc. or Shoemaker Financial. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. I am so privileged to have a guest that we just thoroughly enjoy having him every year. He does a great job for us. He's just so consistent, stands in the gap for us. He is McGruff, the crime dog. Now, fortunately, I can recognize him as Officer David Coleman of the Shelby County Sheriff's Department. And I can see him. He's in his uniform, does a great job. I don't know why. I should have I should have got him to wear his McGruff dog i mean you know the crime dog but but welcome to the program david thank you thank you for allowing us to be here in behalf of sheriff bonner chief wright and chief fields and the sheriff office we want to thank you and we want you your family and a 901 listener to have a happy and safe holiday we so much appreciate that and we share that same desire and we so much appreciate what you guys do for us and you know it's kind of like there's this mindset that you guys are involved and you're protecting us and this is heightened time of the year that I mean everybody needs to be on the on on the watch out because as I said in the monologue this is a time when the criminal looks at it completely different. It's a, an opportunity time for them, and I appreciate what you guys are doing. And let me remind everybody, Shelby County Sheriff's Office, if you would like to have Officer Coleman, McGruff, the crime dog, if you'd like to have him out or have him to do a program, and you just can't imagine how many programs this man is trained to do, does a great job. He talks about to, to kids about strangers. Uh, helping them to understand the harmful effects of what's going on with drugs and alcohol and, and all about just, just so much. There's a junior deputy program. You want to make a kid feel good? Let him become a junior deputy. You can call him at 901-222-5843 or go online to Crime Prevention at Shelby County, Shelby, slash, dot, uh, dash, sheriff, dot o-r-g that's crime prevention at shelby dash sheriff dot o-r-g well david let me ask you this officer coleman i can't call him david i feel bad when i call him (laughs) david that's that's not good i mean it's officer coleman sorry sorry (laughs) just want to make sure i got my respect up right but i want to say how much i appreciate you being here let me talk first of all people the home seems to be the vulnerable part of crime during this time of the of the year, tell me some ideas about protecting your crime, your home. You know what, Mr. Schumacher, that is so true. Uh, we want the 901 listeners to be proactive to a bad situation instead of being reactive. Well, Officer Coleman, how do we be proactive to a bad situation? Before you leave your home, there's some things that you should do to make it seem like your home is still being occupied, like someone is still in your home when you're going out shopping. And one of those things are leave your, leave a light on, turn the radio on. Um, leave a TV on. If you're going out of town, if you're, if you're going to be out shopping for a long length of time, set the timer on for the lights for the exterior of your house to come on. So, so you're just talking about things that we kind of take for granted. One of the things you mentioned as we were talking earlier is the hidden door key. I mean, I hate to say this. You, you told me there were some places you just don't put it, and I didn't do very well. I mean, spare keys under rocks, got one. Flower pot, got one. Over the door, got one. I mean, that, that do that, and that's not where we should put our hidden, our hidden keys. No, no, we shouldn't. We actually should find a, a trustworthy neighbor 
or a relative, leave that key with that with that person because you always have someone walking by your house and they're going up on your mats, they're going up on your rocks, they're trying to find something. Hey, they might leave this spare key here, and this is what they're doing. And, and then, Bob, obviously, you, I, I'm guilty of putting it so it's convenient to me, and if it's convenient to me, guess what? It's convenient to the burglar. That's, that's right. And make sure, Mr. Shoemaker, we, we want to make our 901 listeners uh, know that if you buy any big-ticket items— like I said, flat screen TV, you should never advertise on your lawn what you actually have in your house. Uh, break those boxes down and put them in a black trash bag and store them away. You know, I had never thought about that. I'd drive down home when I'm coming out, and, you know, you see it at Christmas, especially Christmas morning, everybody's opening all their gifts, and all these boxes are out the next day. And you're right. They're, they're, it tells you basically everything that you got for Christmas in, because there's the box. So breaking them down, putting them in a black trash bag, eliminates that from the casual drive-by making notes. That's right. And um, also, if you're going to be, let's say that you stay in Memphis, but you're from Georgia or Alabama and Florida, and you're going home for the holidays. Now, you can call our uh, non-emergency number, which is 901-7965, 901-7965. 379? Yeah, 379-7625. I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, that's our non-emergency number. You can call and set up a holiday check, and we'll come out and check the exterior of your home, and it's free. That is that is something I think most of our listeners don't even realize, that you guys are willing during this season, if you're out of the city, you've left your home unattended, it's a 901, it's the 901 number, 379-7625, 379-7625, holiday check, all three shifts will come by if you that's, ask you. That's people. correct. That is amazing. That's so important for us to understand that, that that's critical. Now, you talk about putting your name on the mailbox, you, you know, those things. I never thought about that, but that really tells the person uh, kind of an identity for the person that lives there. That's correct. It, it kind of gives an identity for the person that lives there. But we want to make sure when you're going out of town, again, when you're going out of town, uh, call the postal service. Have the postal service stop sending mail to your home. Have a trustworthy neighbor to come by, check on your check on your home or relative. So it's, that's very important. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Just make sure that you're doing that. Get a neighbor to be sensitive. Pull up the get the papers off the deal. Get the mailbox emptied if you're going to be out of the city. But that telephone number, I don't want anybody to miss that. 901-379-7625, holiday check. That's simply something that in if you live in Shelby County, the Shelby County Sheriff's Department will drive by your home during the three shifts that's there just to check for you to let, you know, that don't guess they communicate with you. There's just a, there's a drive by. It's just a drive by. But that's important. That's very important. That just, I mean, I tell you what, somebody's going to be driving by my house. I got the telephone number. I know what to do. I'm going to give them a call. Let's talk about shopping prevention. Latrice, you're in the office, in the studio with us today, and I know as a lady, you're involved in, in picking gifts and going out to the car, you know, and all those things. What's something that you are sensitive to as a woman in the in the shopping mode? You got stuff in your arms. What are you thinking about? First of all, to be honest, um, I shop. I do things, a lot of things by myself. So I'm always trying to be aware of, Okay, walking out of the store, making sure, you know, no one is following me. Something looks different and strange to me. I'm I'm trying to be aware of that. And then just, you know, getting to my car, um, making sure that 
everything is is the way it was when I left my car to go in, before I went inside to the store. So I'm I'm always just being aware, like I said, because I'm by myself a lot. Officer Coleman, you made the comment, and, you, and Latrice, with you saying being you know by yourself a lot. You're saying that criminals are looking for that easy target, that that person that looks vulnerable. And and one of those easy targets is a single uh, mother, a single lady that's shopping by herself with kids. We ask that you ask your significant other, a girlfriend or friend to shop with you. Uh, those criminals are looking for that easy target. Um, you want to have someone that you can look out for and also they can look out for you. So plan your shopping. Plan Just don't your shopping. go and say, hey, I'm going out today and shopping, but get get somebody to go with you. Take the time to do that. You mentioned kids. Kids shopping that get separated from parents. What what do you tell those kids to do? Parents, take note of this. It's very important. It's imperative we understand this. If our kids get separated from us, what should our kids do? Our, should, our kids should go to the nearest uh Cash register, nearest cash register, find a clerk, and how our kids know that that person actually works for the department because they have a name tag on. So, so instruction, take the time to to prepare the child. If we get separated, walk them through the process. Don't the, just think they know that. Walk them through the process, and a lot of times our kids might call our parents different names. Uh, we want to make sure our kids know our parents' full name, their address. And if in our phone number, especially grandparents. I mean, you know, if you're a grandparent, they call you Pop or whatever or something like uh -huh. that, and they say, "What's Pop's first name?" I just called him Pop. Yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden, here comes the over the speaker phone at Walmart. <laughs> well, Pop, please come to the register. You got 27 Pops coming. Looking. I love it. That's great. I didn't see that. That's a little visual for me this morning. Okay, I get it. But the point is, what you're saying is be sensitive. Take the time. Parents, take the time. Do it before you go into the store. That's correct. Okay, that, that is so important. What about um, vehicles where you're in a hurry and you got stuff in the vehicle? What do you do? I mean, should you take it with you? How do you hide it or what? We have this saying, store it, don't show it. Uh -huh. I like it. Okay, store it, don't show it. You shouldn't it. have any yeah. valuables or packages in your vehicle. Put those in your trunk. Because someone is always walking by during this time of season. It's a time for giving. And you have criminals that's going to take advantage of your kindness. Yeah. So please store it. Don't show it. That's a, That makes a lot of sense. That's Patrice, right. you said you were always aware when you're coming out to the car. Mm -hmm. uh, now, now, for me, you know, my car today is my key is in my pocket and I just get in and I punch the button. Mm -hmm. But if I had to turn my wife's, she still has a key that you. So. I know sometimes you said this, or maybe it was uh, Officer Coleman. Just have your key ready to go. Don't 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 be fumbling for yeah. your keys. Is that that's that's so correct. And also, when you check your keys out, uh, separate your keys from your house keys. Se separate your keys from your house keys. You should know where you're going from point A to point B at all times. Well, that's a good point. I mean that that you know it is. I just I guess I. Being a male, I guess I don't think that away, Latrice. Mm -hmm. Give us some insight. I mean, let me. Can I, I can't step into your shoes, okay? But help me understand what. Why is that? Back to what you're saying. The, the the thief is looking for the easiest target. Would you say that there's something that you would say to somebody? Here's what you must do. Absolutely. If you're going, I mean, you said be aware, have your key. But what about just your mind, your, your thought? I think, and, and I learned this from Officer Coleman from hearing him speak last year, it's just how we park our cars. And I do this now, so thank you for giving me this tip. But I back my car in, 
because you you don't want to go straight into just that parking space just in case somebody tries to block you in mm. when you're trying to back out. So just starting right there just to back my car in so I can look when I get in my car, I'm able to look straight ahead. So thank you for, for saying that. You want to have all your vision in front of you. You never want to park, especially if you have a small uh, compact car, you want to park. You don't want to park by a van or expedition. You know, like you, you don't want it. You want all your vision in front of you. So when you get ready to go, you can you can leave. So, so again, you're talking about if we're going to go out, whether it, you know that we're saying shopping, but it's regardless. You could be going to any place in the city that you're going to park your car. Be sensitive. Be prepared. I mean, the old scout saying, you know, we said, you know, our motto was be prepared. We take so much for granted, and do we get lazy? Is that what you think? People just get lazy when they're doing this? Uh, we, we get lazy in the sense of even how we dress. Okay, you want to dress casual and you want to be comfortable, especially for the women. During this time of season, I know they want to be stylish, especially with their purses. Now, we ask that the women that you know wear a cross-body purse, and you keep those purses center mass in front of you. Okay, so you always say okay. instead of on the side because that's an easy target for a criminal. I can see a woman coming out of a store. She's got a, two or three bags of stuff, and that casually hanging on her side, she's a target. Right. And that's right. what we're trying to give her to cross the, put the purse, have it the cross strap across your chest, and have it center mass so that it's front of you. And then if you're holding bags, you got it all there, and you can you still have your visual. And and take note of uh, for the listeners out there that's going out shopping. If you're at an outlet store or a mall and you have four or five bags, you can get with the uh, ne- you can go to the nearest counter and ask the security to actually walk you out. That's a good idea. Ooh. Just simply take the time to ask security to walk me to my car. I like that. You know, I think I think is there an age differentiate here that would is it older women that are older men that are more susceptible to this, or is it young women, young men too? I mean, is it is there a difference in the age? I would say more or less um, mid mid age women and older women. Okay, so they're just they look like the target. So, right, right. All right, if somebody approaches you that you don't know, okay, give us guidelines. How do you manage that? I mean, here I am walking out, and you know, uh, if I'm walking erect and I'm walking with some degree of confidence, that person probably is not going to approach me. But if I'm shuffling and uh, kind of bent over and, and, and as an older man or an older woman, and I'm kind of look like I'm not really, that's the person they're they're approaching. Correct. Uh, never make eye contact. I always move like you have somewhere you have to be. Okay. Okay. Move you like you have somewhere you have to be. Sound your alarm off to your car. Uh, Sound your alarm off to your car. Idea. That always make the criminal kind of stand off its little bit. That's a good idea. Yeah. Just simply hit that alarm and it beeps and. That starts that person thinking, what's going on here? Exactly. Well, I, you know, you've given us some great insight here. And, and Latrice, I, I really want to give you a thought here. If you were going to say something, you're, you know, to your clients, I mean, he's spoken at the office before. You've heard him speak a lot. He does a great job. There's so much here. If you just tuned in, my guest is Officer David Coleman. We might know him as Officer McGruff or the crime dog. I guess we'd call him Officer McGruff or just McGruff the crime dog. I love it. That's the guy. But if you would like to talk to him, 901 901- Two 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 five eight four three. If you'd like to have him speak, I mean, it's whether there are literally a 
30 different topics, programs that he or the department, the Crime Prevention Department, can literally talk, whether it's school bus safety, whether it's, you know, swimming safe, swimming safety in December, you could do that, traffic safety, Internet safety, workplace violence, all those things, everything from the kids, stranger danger, uh, you know, that is so important. And so he is available. Telephone number again, 901 for the crime prevention at Shelby County. This is the for it is 222-5843. Or go online, type in crime prevention at Shelby-Sheriff.org. And that can get in touch with McGruff, the crime dog. <laughs> Latrice, what's your yes. thoughts here? I mean, this is so important. I don't want anybody to miss how do you be safe? During this time of the year, I want to go back to just being making sure we're not distracted. So I try to find time when I can to, to get on my cell phone. I don't think it's, it's the time to be on your cell phone talking when you're walking to your car or when you're walking into a store or, or somewhere like, like that. We want to be able, <clears throat> excuse me. We want to make sure that we are aware uh, wherever we're going to and where we're out, especially there, during this time that of the year. That is powerful. I have seen so many people walking into a store or walking out of the store on the phone, mm-hmm. and they're vulnerable. And I've been guilty of that. I'll I have been guilty it. of that. <laughs> only once. Only once. I've only done it once, but that's it. From that <laughs> Officer Coleman, what's your thoughts? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. JFK quoted, effort and courage is not enough without a purpose and a direction. Every day we should have a purpose. For our communities, neighbors, our neighborhoods, cities, and, and, and Shelby County, where do you see your county five years from now? Believe it or not, you all are truly the first line of defense. If you see something, say something. We have to work collectively together to curb the crime rate in our community. And I want to thank you for allowing us to come out to speak today. Oh, you, that's so important. Great purpose. I mean, we have the ability. Shelby County owns what we look like in five years, what you just said. That's right. We have that opportunity. And for those listening, bottom line, Take an active step. Make something happen. Be a part, not a complainer. Be a part of the solution, not the part of the problem. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate it. I'm going to call you David because I feel like I know you. All right. Is that all right? That's right. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. And you call me Jim from now on. Got it? I will. We're buddies. That's right. That's by the way. I just want to get anybody listening. If I get a stop for a ticket, I'm going to say, (laughs) see Officer McGruff, the crime dog. I don't think it's going to help me with it. (laughs) Okay, we'll be back in just a minute. My guest coming up, Gail Faust. She's going to talk about kind of the holiday blues that you may be going through and some of the things that happen to us during the holidays when it comes to depression. Also, Scott Jordan, he's going to talk about balancing the budget before Christmas so you're not in trouble after Christmas. Stay with us. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to Talk Money. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Jim Shoemaker and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Latrice McLean is a registered representative. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information is not investment advice or a recommendation. The S&P is an unmanaged index of 500 large cap stocks. Investors cannot invest in an index. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. 
Well, I didn't get a ticket during the first program, and I made sure that I didn't do anything that I'm not supposed to do, and therefore, Officer Coleman McGruff, the crime dog, he and I are buddies now. You know, I just have to work with that. But, hey, I so much appreciate him being on the program today and bringing us some of the tips about holiday shopping and tips about crime prevention and how to prevent the problem at home with a burglar and how just to damage your holiday spirit. But... My guest now is going to talk about when that spirit, that holiday spirit, is already into a moment of time where you're depressed or you're not feeling like you want to be, and it's because of the holidays, and that happens to a lot of people. My guest, Gail Faust, is she is a trained registered nurse and specialist in psychiatric nursing, and uh, welcome to the program, Gail. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jim. I appreciate this opportunity. Well, I'm looking forward to, to talking with you. Also joining us is Scott Jordan. And he's going to help us with understanding the thing that happens with spending problems during the Depression period. We go out and spend money. I've counseled a lot of people that just said, I don't know what happened. I just got out of control. Sometimes that spending is to get that adrenaline rush that hope that maybe you're going to bring yourself out of depression. That happens. But let's get started. And by the way, Scott, welcome to the program. Great to be here, Jim. All right. Let's get started with Gail. Gail, how widespread is depression today? I would say very widespread, Jim. First of all, I want to make it clear that we're talking about with the diagnosis of depression, that we're talking about a period that's greater than two weeks of these symptoms. There's about 16 million people that's estimated right now of people that are suffering from a variety of stages of depression. They're socially isolated. We already know that veterans are committing suicide at the average rate of about 22 per day. It's estimated during the holidays especially that patient visits increase Uh, exponentially in the last five years, largely due to the symptoms of depression. And the majority of those, we have to remember this, the majority of those who who suffer with depression do not seek medical care. So when you talk about that, I mean, let's kind of help me with this as you you think through that. When you say widespread depression, is there there different types of depression, deep depression or or light depression? I mean, I, I guess I've been fortunate enough and blessed enough that I don't suffer from that that particular problem. Uh, there's other problems. We don't have to go there. But the, the reality being that the depression, can a person have a, a minor case of depression and it become, I mean, help me with that. Minor case, deep case. What's the difference? That's an excellent question and one I'm so glad to be able to address. Yes, there can be all kind of varying stages of depression, some which require hospitalization, some which by using some of the tools that I'm going to present today will decrease the symptoms of depression and help it to pass. Well, you mentioned symptoms, all right? Give me some idea of the symptoms. I mean, that, let's talk about that. You said earlier they, that you talk about people that are depressed for longer than a period of two weeks. So a person could have a, a short period of depression. That's not what we're talking about. This is a and it's it's the holiday season, and it's that moment of all of a sudden pre- in preparation, maybe two months out, of three months out, or a month out. Now you find yourself longer than two weeks. Give me some of those symptoms we're looking for. All right. One of the first ones is a, a change in appetite. That may mean almost not eating, or maybe eating too much. And remember, we're, again, talking about longer than two weeks, not just Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Day. And this is not a diet. They do, That's correct. Would they say they're on a diet if they're, they're changing their eating habits? Would the person say, oh, I'm on a diet? Not necessarily, no. Okay. And oftentimes the person who is having a depressive episode is not aware that this is a depressive episode. They just seem to be eating all the time. Our food is just 
uh, not attractive to them at all. Uh, another symptom is a change in sleeping habits, either sleeping a whole lot or not sleeping very much at all, or going to sleep for two hours and waking up and then being able to sleep another hour. So I would say the second symptom that we need to call attention to is that of a a huge change in sleeping patterns. When we were talking about the, the, this program before we got started, in fact, during the, during our conference time, we talked about social isolation. A big, big symptom, yes. What, what do you mean social? I mean, is this just all of a sudden avoiding everybody? It gets to that point in many cases. You decrease your anything that's pleasurable to you, any kind of pleasurable activity, which usually involves interacting with other people. So if you have been historically or in your past a person who, you know, enjoyed activities such as going to ball games or, or being around people at your place of worship or family functions, and that's changed to where you get no joy from that, that, that is a, a, a really um, important sign of depression. You, you cannot find pleasure in what you previously found pleasure in. So we have to figure that this is widespread. Yes. You, you talked about 16 million people suffering from varying stages of depression. Uh, this socially isolated, it's an, it's an increasing. How would you recommend to a family member? Uh, we talked about symptoms here. We, how does a family member, when they're looking for a, you know, a symptom, how do they confront the person that's going through? Can they confront? Is it important to confront? I would use a different word than confront. The word that I would use would be support. And and this is what I mean. Encouraging the person to have a healthy diet, fruits and vegetables, not snacks all the time, not processed foods. Um, I, I would help them set up um, opportunities for restful sleep. I'm, I'm talking about... Uh, you don't have a whole lot of activity around. You're not on your iPhone. You're not on your iPad or on the computer and then expecting to fall asleep. I would, which I have done in the past, um, help that person to increase exercise. Now, I'm not talking about going to the gym necessarily. When you're dealing with a person who is having an episode of depression, you just want to get them outside. You want to have them move more than they are moving which means that could mean walking, that could mean raking leaves. It means anything to keep the blood flowing in their brain and help them get out of the place where they are. Um, some, another thing is some relaxation techniques. Um, I've used those myself throughout the years. Uh, just simple things, breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. Uh, um any kind of uh, relaxation technique, is it going and playing the guitar? Is it is it doing something that is active, not passive? That's what I'm speaking of. I would also encourage and, and help the person to purge whatever hurt it is. Um, the, you know, depression is in large part, it, it can be a chemical imbalance. That chemical imbalance can be brought on by the social isolation, by the hurts that have occurred. So we would want to encourage them to walk to talk, to write it out, to run, chop wood, bake, whatever it is that works for that particular person, and to build some new traditions. You know, if suddenly your your loved ones don't want you for a holiday, okay, find a new tradition. Find something else that's meaningful to you. Something that I've done in the past and I've encouraged many, many times is to volunteer. And in this area, there are multiple opportunities to 
feed the homeless, to go gather blankets and take it to a homeless center, to work with Volunteers of America or a variety of other organizations that are built on the tradition of service to others. That's a volunteer. Now, and it's a simple one that we we simply take for granted so many times, and that's to get out into nature. When you leave an environment that is part of your depressive episode and you move into an environment that expands your horizons, maybe that's looking at trees or leaves or walking in Shelby Park or walking in the mall, whatever it takes, um, get out, experience nature. That makes so much sense. I think so many people, I guess I, I don't know a lot about depression, so when you talk about depression, And by the way, if you just tuned in and you're listening to this, this is a program that is talking about the holiday blues, depression during the holiday season. But reality is depression can come on whether it's during the holidays, any time of the year. We all know that. But we're talking specifically about the holiday season. My guest is Gail Fowle. She's a registered nurse specializing in psychiatric nursing. And Gail, I appreciate so much what you're saying. And and I, I think when you talk about getting out, volunteering, building new traditions, getting into nature, these are active things to do. I think one of the problems that, that I've seen in my practice over the years One of those active things, and Scott, you know this happens, that active thing is they go shopping. Absolutely. And and so give us some tips to do to to manage that, because I'm all for the shopping side, because I think what Gail's saying is taking a step, doing something. But I've actually counseled a person that literally had a closet full of things during her depression periods that she had never taken out of the bag or still had the... I mean, this was her way of doing it, and she knew she had to break that that problem. What Absolutely. Are some tips? Well, you know, I think even, you know, there's there's depression that lasts longer than two weeks, as Gail was speaking, but anybody feeling down can have a tendency to turn to things like overspending to try to make themselves feel better. Uh, we see that a lot during the holiday season as well. Uh, but that can end up making things worse down the road because you're a lot of times you're spending money you don't have. Uh, you may be taking on debt to spend money, and that short-term feeling soon fades, and you're into uh, potentially more depression based on the decisions you made in that time. So I think you know starting is just being aware, being aware of your spending patterns and some of those triggers that might cause you to go out and overspend. Uh, but also, Jim, I think it's um, it goes back to that B word. A lot of people don't like to hear it. That budget. Uh, having a budget in place and sticking to it can go a long way toward that. Are you talking about a budget just for the Christmas spending and making sure that you don't allow yourself to get outside of that? Or is this a budget that you live on 24-7? I I think both, Jim. I think think it's both. You know, I think living on a – I'll call it a spending plan. A lot of people like that a little better. You know, every dollar dollar has a name, right? Knowing what's coming in, writing down what's coming in – Writing down your expenses or what's going out and trying to zero those out so that you you have your dollars going everywhere. I think that's a good practice year-round, uh, especially during the holiday season, having a having a budget for what we're going to spend on gifts and doing things to try to, to lower that cost, especially if you're spending money that you don't really need to be spending. So when you talk about a spending plan, okay, this is the family plan or is it more oriented – to self. Gail, help me with that. I mean, here we are talking about spending money. Would a person who's going through this depression side, would it be they want to spend money on themselves? Uh, that's that active you know, movement thing. Or are they spending money 
or on, on their family. Do you see that? Or is that a possibility? That you... I think it's a possibility, a real strong possibility. However, I, I don't know that I um, would say that it was necessarily um, one more than the other on themselves or others. And for example, let's think about this one thing. If we're if we're talking about buying food, is that for yourself or is it for somebody else? And what are you using that food for? To gorge? You've changed your your eating habits. And just remember what I said a little bit earlier: changing those e- eating habits is a, a symptom of depression. Or are you buying that food to go out and um, bake a cake for somebody else, which is an act of love? So if we're talking about food, you know, that's a simple thing that all of us deal with. Now, if we're talking about clothing, that's a a totally different issue and doesn't necessarily fit into that budget that we were referring to earlier. You already have enough shirts, pants, socks, shoes, whatever it is that you have, and yet you look in your closet and you have 10 outfits that you still have tags on them and that you haven't worn them at all. Um, that's That's an excellent symptom of depression. You are... Um, at that moment, you are feeding your habit and as a, and not addressing what the the causes and the realities of depression are. That's a great point. I think the the idea you said it feeding the habit and not recognizing the problem, and that's what we that's so important. So we want to talk about recognizing, and I'm going to come back to that symptoms of depression in a few minutes because I want Gail you really to drive that home so that everybody can be aware of what are the symptoms that you should be looking at. But, Scott, if you're saying to us a budget, okay, or a spending plan, help me with what else I should be doing as we go through this financial struggle during the period of depression. Well, I think I think something that kind of goes along with that budget is is avoiding the use of debt for any of this. You know, debt, I always say this all the time, debt always mortgages your future. When you borrow money for lifestyle expenses today, you're sentencing yourself to a lower lifestyle in the future. So avoiding debt to make purchases, you know, making extravagant purchases using debt is rarely a good idea. So just avoiding debt at all costs. So put the credit card away. Put the credit card away. And, and you know, I think it's a good idea if if you think that's going to be a problem or you've, you've seen a pattern that that is something you struggle with, Maybe give the credit card to somebody for a little while, especially if you're starting to feel down or feeling a little depressed. Uh, maybe it's giving, recognizing that you have that pattern in your history and maybe giving that credit card to somebody to hold on for a little while or, or like Dave Ramsey says, just cut them up. Cut them up, yeah, just, just to walk away from it for a period that you're going to go through this. Now, I, I want to I make sure everybody understands what we're talking about. During the period of the Christmas holidays, we know – that there's people that go through the holiday blues. And Gail is talking about Gail Faust. She is a psychiatric nurse, and she is a RN, registered nurse. And the point is, she deals with this. If you would like to get her to speak, I'll give you some information later on to how she could speak to a group that you would like for her to speak to. She does a lot of this. She speaks to different church groups and uh, community groups, anything that you would like, because this is so important during this particular time of the year. When she comes back, we're going to dive back into these symptoms. I want you to recognize the symptoms that we're dealing with and why they're so important. If you've got a friend, a relative, a, 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 you know, a, a person in your home that's going through this, you don't want to be going, well, get over it. You can't do that. As she said, I use the word confront, yeah, but she said, no, maybe you come along and you encourage or you support 
And that is the issue here, is learning how that you deal with someone who may be going through depression. That is so, so critical. If you're listening and just tuned in, of course, I am Jim Shoemaker, and I have guests here today, Gail Faust and Scott Jordan. Scott's going to give us some more tips when we come back on how to avoid the financial crisis that you're going to go through if you're spending, and it's because you just may be spending money. You may not be depressed. You just may like spending. Well, have a plan is what he said. Avoid debt. He's got a couple of more tips that's going to get us through the, the, the season so that come January, you don't open up the mail and say, oh, what did I do this for? That's what we're going to talk about when we come back. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to Talk Money. Podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, I told you at the beginning of the program, this was a packed program. and You didn't want to miss a minute because we are going through some great information. We've had Officer Coleman on. He's given us tips from the Shelby County Sheriff's Department, tips on safety for the holidays. You know him as maybe, I think most of us know him as McGruff, the crime dog. Well, he was our first part of the program. The second half, we have Gail Faust with us and Scott Jordan. We're talking about depression and the holidays and how that is so I mean, a, a rampant, rampant part of our society today. When you think about 16 million people suffer from varying strange stages of depression, and it's just, it's a, it's a problem. And we're talking about people getting socially isolated. We have the veterans, the average rate of depression and, and suicides, 22 per day. And that's bottom line is, this is a real problem. And I'm so privileged to have Gail Faust and Scott Jordan with us today talking about not only the depression, but some of the symptoms, which Gail's going to get into in a few minutes. But but Scott's helping us with these spending habits that seem to creep into the holiday season. And especially if you suffer from mild depression or deep depression, it doesn't seem to matter. We've counseled a lot of people in the financial world that go through this as a as a real problem during the holiday season. Scott, you've talked about a planning, some type of a planning, uh, a plan to for spending as you know spending plan. You've talked about avoiding debt. What are some? Give us some more tips, real tips that says, okay, here's some things to really do to avoid the big bills in January and February. Well, I think another one, Jim, is to find find strategies or create strategies to help cheer yourself up when you're feeling down that are not so expensive. Many of the strategies that people turn to when they're feeling down or feeling depressed tend to be expensive. They they treat themselves. I mean, we have a people even have a term for it. They call it retail therapy. Um, just having uh, other low cost ideas that you can do to cheer yourself up uh gail talked about spending time in nature out at you know going to the place like shelby farms and doing things that's a great one exercise go for a run um having a movie night with friends just anything that that's lower cost that that might help cheer you up i think volunteering was a great one i think getting involved in something else and and volunteering and spending time helping others can go a long way to help cheer someone up that is so critical, and I think, you know, just it's being proactive. And I guess, Gail, when a person's depressed, it's hard to be proactive. True. And that's such a that's such a difficult thing. Help me again. Let's make sure we summarize for our listening audience those symptoms of depression that family members and friends need to be observing. We talked about not confront, confrontation, but encouragement and support. 
this is what I want you to talk about. All right. Symptoms of depression. There's one thing I'd like to focus in on a little bit more, and that's that there are many people who are depressed who their answer is the the, uh, the tools that we talked about earlier, but also sometimes medical help is required. It, it, it's needed. Remember one of the things I said, that the majority of people who suffer from depression don't ever seek medical help. It does not help, and I, I want to say this as a shout-out, it does not help to tell someone who is depressed, pull up your bootstraps and get on with it. It does not help. Um, that's like telling a two-year-old, here, tie your shoes. You can't have anything to eat until you tie your shoes. People who are severely depressed are un- incapable of pulling up the bootstraps and getting on with it. Symptoms of depression, again, social isolation, um, it, grieving. I mean, are you going to have this set of holidays with, uh, without some of the, your loved ones? Uh, if you've been a victim of abuse, especially at certain holidays, uh, those, those memories are going to come back to you. Medications often cause depressions. Depression, there's sadness, that inactivity, that inability to concentrate, whether it's reading a book or even the newspaper, inability to concentrate is an experience of depression. You talk about changing appetite, sleeping habits, those things. Yes. And pleasurable activities, which, Scott, you mentioned the pleasurable activities. Sum up, we got to go here in a few minutes. Sum up, what would you say to people for as the details of spending and what they should do? What are the tips? Well, I think, you know, all, you know, we talked about, you know, first of all, being aware, you know, and then then setting a spending plan or budget, avoiding debt and then finding low cost strategies. But I think something Gail said a minute ago, I want to come back to this. This is a serious problem for people. And I think getting help, you know, all of these strategies are great, but uh, I think getting help is probably the, the most important thing. Most I would important. Say. Gail, what would you tell people today? Love is an action word. Love is an action word. It's the same advice I give to myself. We we have to do more of acting on love for one another, whether that's baking the cake like we talked about or sending a card or making a call. Uh, You know, love has, there are lots of variables to love. We take care of each other, and that means through acts of love. Well, if you just uh, tuned in, my guest have been, you can listen to this again on podcast, but this has been a great program They've talked about some of the thoughts about depression during the holiday season. Tough time of the year for a lot of people. You've been listening, of course, to The Voice, KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. My guest earlier was David Coleman, Officer David Coleman and Latrice McClinn. Gail Faust and Scott Jordan have been my guests in the second half of the program. This has been a fun, packed show, but a lot of information. If you would like to talk with Officer Coleman, he can be reached at 901-222-5843. Gail Faust, Scott Jordan, and Latrice McClinn can all be reached at 757-5757. We hope you've enjoyed today's program, and as always, we want to say a big thank you for listening. If you have questions for Talk Money, send them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We will get them on the program at best possible time we can. To find today's program on podcast or past program, goes to iTunes and search for Shoemaker Financial. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jim Shoemaker. This is Talk Money. Talk Money is produced by Greg Ratliff. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moskovitz. Compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier and Drew Johnson. We'll see you next week on Talk Money. 
Jim Shoemaker and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Latrice McLean is a registered representative. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Yeah, money. Dollar bills, y'all. Come on now.